Good morning and welcome to Hump Day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I hope you're having a fantastic morning. Halfway through the week, the first day of September tomorrow. That's my oldest son's birthday, so I'm going to say happy birthday now in case I forget uh, tomorrow. Uh, man, a lot of stuff going on. We, we got jobs, numbers to talk about, just like I expected uh, much lower than, you know, I don't know who these people that, I guess they're economists. Uh, they should just call me and I'll tell them what it's going to be. And, and they can actually be a lot more accurate that way. Uh, we're going to talk about that mythical unicorn. Yes. The rent equivalent that the Federal Reserve is telling us tracks the inflation cost for all of us that either own and or rent a home. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I can't believe it. I, I finally got the answer. And somebody, you know, much smarter than me provided us the details to that, so we'll get to that uh, this morning as well. And, and a few other things, uh, the... Uh, aluminum prices, you know, this transitory inflation story. We're going to talk about aluminum prices. We're going to talk about PNC Bank and what they think about inflation. Walgreens and what they think. Wells Fargo uh, in more trouble. I keep saying, I still don't know how they're still a bank, but uh, apparently they're in more trouble again. Uh, and then last but not least, Social Security. I've been telling you, you know, we're, we're getting ready to run out of the fake trust fund. Which in itself, it, it actually is comedy when you think about it. You know, the, the, they, they've tried so hard. And I think this is probably the, the, the biggest gaslighting ever has to be Social Security. Those of you that listen to 1360, every once in a while they'll play, you know, one of uh, reasons to own gold commercials. So i got to make a few more of those. Uh, one of them is about Social Security. The, the Supreme Court's ruled and ruled long ago, over 50, coming, on, coming up on 60 years ago. Social Security is just a tax. Government doesn't have to pay you a thing. That, number one. Okay. That's already been established. But there is no trust fund. That, it's, it's a mythical creature. It actually doesn't exist. I mean, there's a filing cabinet somewhere, and I don't know if it's in D.C. itself. Maybe it's in Maryland. Right, you know, maybe it's in Virginia because, you know, it depends on where the office, that, that filing cabinet resides. Inside of this filing cabinet, and there may not even be a filing cabinet, right? We got computers now, but, you know, let's pretend, you know, since we're pretending anyway, let's just pretend that there is. In this filing cabinet, it's full of pieces of paper that have, I'm sure they made it look really fancy too. I, 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 I'm sure of it. Right? In my mind, 
I'm picturing like uh, high school diplomas, but it'll have some like unmarketable security certificate or something fancy like that. Which is a very elaborate way to say I owe you. Have you ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber? If you if you haven't seen it, I'm not telling you to see it. It's a pretty dumb movie, but I like dumb movies. Uh, it was one of the, in my opinion, one of the last movies Jim Carrey did that I actually thought he was funny in. Uh, dumb and Dumber. Uh, they ended up with a suitcase. And there was a bunch of money in the suitcase. And they spent it all, and they stuffed the suitcase with a bunch of IOUs. And when the bad guys finally tracked them down, got the suitcase, it was full uh, of IOUs. That, that, that's what Social Security is. There's no money there. No money at all in it. But yet if you go out into the media, man, you think there is. Matter of fact, we even have a part of our government that every year produces a report that tells us when they're going to run out of this imaginary money. I mean, it's incredible. That number came out today. Now, granted, it was supposed to come out in March and didn't. It actually is already out of date. But we're going to talk about it anyway. Since they want to pretend, you know what, I'll pretend along with them. And, and we can talk about what that means for everybody out there. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, really excited about it. We're going to go uh, you know, really, really quickly uh, and try to do our best to educate all of you out there. Don't try, by the way, do not try to have a conversation about this with others that are uneducated. Because they, they simply won't believe you, even though it's true. They just, oh, no, 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 the government's got to pay me, number one. And number two, yeah, there's a trust fund. I mean, they talk about it all the time on the TV. Let me give you my number again. 800-951-0592. I'm going to strongly suggest take part of your hard-earned money, and it's hard-earned, and put it into something other than debt, imaginary or real. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. 800 I'm going to go through uh, the non-transitory <laughs> inflation really quick. Uh, Walgreens, you know, between them and CVS. Uh, they're the only drugstores really left uh, in the United States. They announced that they are going to be raising its wages for hourly workers in phases. Yep, the goal, to get to $15 an hour by November 2022. So, a little over a year from now. Uh, they're going to start with the people only making $10. So, they're going to be the first ones that get a pay raise. Uh, that pay raise, the, at least the first phase of it, they're not going to go from 10 to 15. Uh, Walgreens isn't saying exactly what they're going to get, but that's going to start in October. 
They have 190,000 hourly workers, half of which earn less than $15 an hour. Of course, CVS already made the announcement that they're going to go to $15 by July of 2022. Apparently, Walgreens, that's too fast. We'll we'll do it by by November. It's just ridiculous. And again, I keep telling you, and I know they want to come up with all these reasons, and, oh, it's supply chain bottlenecks and this and that. Inflation is here. And really, we're going to enter into a stagflationary economy. Low economic growth and a lot of inflation. That's what's coming. There's nothing transitory about this. PNC Bank. They're, they're now in the top ten. By the way, there's all these mergers and this and that and the other. They are going to raise their minimum wage to $18 an hour. Uh, employees working at uh, BV, BBVA, which is what you, that's PNC here in Arizona, BBVA. Uh, they, they had that big merger. Uh, they're going to be raising wages again uh, by to $18 an hour. I'm trying to find the time wage. Uh, they're, they're, they were at 11 so they're going to go from 11 to 18 200 or 20,000 employees uh, were going to have their base pay raised to 18 dollars an hour i don't see the time frame there i'm sure this is a another uh phased in event bank of america by the way says they're going to 25 dollars by 2025 so uh longer term listen the banks already know and that's really important you hear walgreens and cvs say hey we're going to be at 15 dollars by next year PNC Bank. Hey, we're going to be uh, $18 an hour. But then you start hearing about, and of course, and think about all the companies that I've been ta- talking about, payroll, higher wages. Bank of America has said, yeah, we're going to go to 20 But by 2025, it's going to be 25 So what does that tell you? Here's the problem. By the time it gets to 25, it's going to need to be 50. Pay attention. I I don't get it. Prepare now. Don't wait for me to be right. You already know I'm going to be. Aluminum prices hit their highest levels in over a decade as China is facing power, tougher power controls which, of course, the vast majority of all aluminum now in the whole world is out of China. I don't even know uh, the percentage of aluminum, but it's a lot. I mean, they control the market. Uh, they're, they're, they're instituting power controls. They're saying that uh, it is right now aluminum is at $2,700 a ton. The all-time record high, 3000 a ton, and they're expecting aluminum prices uh, to take that out as well. So, really quick, there's your inflation story. There's your transitory uh, inflation story. Uh, that we had jobs out today. This was 
of the private ADP number. Uh, they, 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 don't, they don't track any government jobs. People were talking 600,000 jobs. Of course, I've been telling you this jobs number is not going to be great because last month's number, the one they got all excited about, had a lot of, well, unicorns and mythical creatures in it. 374,000, so well below the 600,000. And by the way, ADP's number the month before that was 326. So, And that's really uh, in line. ADP didn't have the sand that the federal Remember, the government said a million last month. Uh, I'm expecting a, a really uh, subdued number come Friday. Most of the jobs, by the way, no surprise again. The leisure hospitality, this is the waiters, waitresses, bartenders, and, and things of that na- uh, nature. Of the 370,000, 200,000 of them uh, came from that industry alone. And again, well below what uh, the industry was hoping for. Education, health services, the next highest at 59,000. Okay, so there you go. There's all the big headlines for today. I wanted to spend the rest of the show, or at least the majority of the show, talking about the Social Security Trust Fund and then the made-up, well, the trust fund's made up, but the made-up inflation number coming out of the Federal Reserve. So I'm going to do the inflation number first because I've already told you about this rent equivalent number. So, so you know this exists. And then we'll, get, we'll spend the, the majority of the show talking about Social Security. This was uh, Peter Schiff actually put this out. This is where uh, it was brought to light. Let me give you a couple of headlines. Home prices year over year. By the way, all-time record highs. Matter of fact, just they just came out again uh, the other day, Case Shiller. And depending on where you live, they're up anywhere from 15 to 30%. The average right now is in the 20s, low 20s, somewhere around 22%. That's what home prices are up year over year. Bloomberg says that new leases signed are up 17%. So when your lease ends for rents and you sign a new lease, same same place. You didn't move. You didn't buy a better place or rent a better place. No, you're just renting the same place. It's up 17%. Most other metrics on rents, say rents are up, you know, 9%, 10%. But the Federal Reserve says that its tracking of housing is only up 2.3%. How's that possible? Well, they use this thing called owner-equivalent rent. And I've said forever, 
I don't even know what that means. So did they actually check with the people that are renting the unit or the the house or whatever it may be? No. Uh, no, no, no. Why would we do that? Let's not ask the landlord. Well, okay, all right. Maybe you asked the actual tenant, right? Maybe that's what you looked at. Maybe, maybe you were calling them. Hey, how much are you paying for rent this month? Is that more or less? <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you're just taking the value. Because even if it's a, a condo or an apartment building, they've got value. Right? Maybe you're saying, hey, look at this apartment complex. It's got 100 units and it just sold for $55 million. And you do the math and did it or not. No. No. Here's what they do instead. I can't even believe it. They call homeowners that don't rent anything to anybody. Yep, that's what they do. They call a homeowner. You just you are paying the mortgage on your home. And they ask them if you were to rent a home that would replicate in terms of size, location, quality, and amenities of the home you currently own, what would you pay? What? <laughs> Why would they even know what rent is? And of course, most people are so on it. Even, listen, I rent. I, I, I've told, I own this building that I'm in, but I rent my home because that that's what me and my wife want to do right now. And we've been doing it for a while. We haven't, we're, we're, number one, obviously we're waiting for the next crash. I will be buying in the next crash, just so you know. But we're, we're waiting for our compound. We have a plan, but we're renting. But I used to own, obviously, a home. I used to be. I used to rent a home. I had multiple. I had well, multiple. I had two. How one we lived in, the other one we rented. So I've been on all sides of this, and I will tell you that the home that I was uh, for, was living in. If someone had called me and said, "What would you rent it for?" I probably, or what would I pay in rent? I probably would have just regurgitated whatever my mortgage payment was. Why would I know? I don't know. What do homes rent for? I don't know. No idea. Why would I know? So why would they use this? Of course, because they know this is perfect because these people are dumb. And they're not dumb. That's that's horrible. I apologize. That's, that's such the wrong word. They're just not educated. Why would you even ask? these people. Hey, by the way, I know that you own a home and I know that you, you don't rent anything. But let's pretend that you wanted to rent your own home right now. 
similar in terms of size, location, quality, and amenities. So your place. Hey, what, 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 do you, what would you pay? Let me tell you right now. That's another way because no one wants to pay more. Right? Well, I'd only pay $2,000 or $3,000. And the reality is, is the house right next door could be a rent. The exact same house. Because you know how they build them today, right? Uh, you go into these suburbs, right? Here's, there's five different models. That's it, right? They're all the same house. They could be renting for $5,000. Now, that homeowner doesn't know that. Right, because who talks to the renter? Nobody. Right. How do I know? Because I'm a renter. And yet they said three thousand, because they don't know. And this is, this is being allowed, and this is being passed on to you like this is oh, but the holy grail of inflation. I know that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Wait till we get to Social Security. That's coming up next. Don't touch that dot. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Talking Social Security now. And this has always been a fun one for me because this is how Alan Greenspan became head of the Federal Reserve. This was the greatest bait and switch, maybe of all time. Uh, the, this big change to Social Security, uh, Social Security used to be pay-as-you-go. So what that meant was every couple of years, the payroll tax would be raised to cover the cost. And it would be raised a fraction. You know, think about, you know, payroll, you know, right now if you're a, an employee, You pay 6.2% of your paycheck goes to what we call FICA, which is a fancy way of, it's the the whole Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Disability Insurance Trust Fund. And then the employer pays 6.2% of your paycheck. So some people don't realize that uh, the employer has whatever they're paying you, plus 6.2% at a minimum of expenses. And then, of course, they are for health care and, and 401, right? There's other costs on top of that. And, and for those of you that are like me, and a lot of you are that are self-employed, you get the, the luxury of paying the whole 12.4%. Okay? In the early 80s, Alan Greenspan got commissioned the uh, Reagan White House to develop the so-called trust fund that we, we're going to talk about today. Now, in fairness to Greenspan, the original proposal was they were going to now charge a lot more. So this 6.2% that I was just talking about, at the time, I want to say the payroll tax was like 2%. Okay, you were paying one, the employer was paying the other one. So they, they deliberately were going to charge way more than they needed 
to pay the benefit. So no longer pay as you go. And of course, there was two reasons behind it. Number one, which is really the, the least reason, in my opinion, was they were getting ready for the baby boomers to retire in 2010. So they said. Yes, we're going to have this big wave, and we got to be ready. We're going to get ready ahead of time. The actual reason was they wanted to give the big Reagan uh, corporate tax cuts. And they had it already planned that, hey, we weren't going to actually have a trust fund. We were going to take all that extra money and spend it and then pretend like we didn't run up the deficits by these tax cuts. And think about how cruel it was. Not only did we get that, that was also the 80s. That was also when 401Ks came around, too. Took our pensions away. I mean, they just really gave it to Man, they sold us a great bill of goods, didn't they? But this was, this was it. So originally, it was supposed to be in a lockbox. The government could have spent it. Of course, Congress, once it got to Congress, they took that provision out and said, Oh, no, no, we can spend it. And they created this trust fund of non-marketable securities, which really meant, hey, we never bought anything with it. We spent it. We did not buy treasury bills. Now, people on TV will tell you they did. They didn't, and they know that, but they, they don't want, you know, why, why ruin a good story with the truth? So we were supposed to get this report in March. We just got it yesterday afternoon. So it's already out of date. But according to the Social Security Trust Fund, and I'm going to read this straight from CNBC, most the Social Security Trust Fund most Americans rely on for their retirement will run out of money in 12 years or one year sooner, according to the annual government report published Tuesday. Okay, first of all, They've already run out of money. There was never there, there was never any money in it. And by the way, just so you know, we already don't collect enough to pay current benefits. Just so you know. Okay. I mean, this was such an elaborate plan. The government even paid fake interest into the trust fund when they didn't spend it, right? When when the when they were collecting more than they needed. Right? They pretended they were buying treasuries. And the government would pretend to actually give it interest on the pretend treasuries. And, and come up with a, this number that we're now slowly and, and really a lot faster now starting to spend through. The Treasury Department oversees two of the funds. Old age survivor insurance and disability funds. And then, of course, you've got Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. They're all in there. So on the Social Security part, it was 2034 that they would be out. They're now saying 2033, which would be, first of all, not factual, because... We still have 12 million plus people not working. 
So this number's gotten significantly worse in the last six months from when they did it. Number two, the model does not have built in that they're going to be paying 6% more come 2022. That's not in there. And, of course, as I've told you, inflation is going to be a lot worse than they're saying. This thing's going to run out a lot sooner. But here's the one thing they don't say in the report. Medicare is going to run out of money. Well, they do say it in the report, in 2026. And I actually think it's probably going to be more like 2024. Maybe 2023. Uh, Depends on Biden's infrastructure, human infrastructure package. They want to expand Medicare in there. You know that. So that means it will run out even sooner. Here's the problem. Just like the, we mentioned Social Security disability. That actually already ran out of money. Ran out of money like five years ago. Instead of us paying more, they just took some of the money out of Social Security and aimed it to the disability side. Why is that important? Because they're going to do the same thing with Medicare. What actually means Social Security is going to run out a whole lot sooner. The Wharton School piped up this morning. I'll tell you what they said. Don't touch that dial. 800 Now it's been, I've told you already, 2025, 2026, we can split hairs. That's, that's about where I see it. So the Wharton School, for those of you that don't know the University of Pennsylvania, the probably the, the most famous business school in the world. So pretty good credentials there. Uh, and don't don't get me wrong. Totally run by liberals. I mean, it is a college institution. Olivia Mitchell, she's a professor there at the Wharton School. And she's also the head of the Pension Research Council. They've done their own math. Their math's a little different than what we than what I just told you. They said, oh, oh yeah, we lost a year. Believe me, we lost a lot more than a year. But how do they get that number uh, 2033? How did they come up with that number? Well, they lie. They, they overestimate job growth. They overestimate the size of the economy. And then they underestimate inflation. So they, the COLA adjustments, I mean, heavily manipulated. That is 2033 is the almost a miracle would have to happen for that number to be true. So the Wharton School and Professor Mitchell, they've done their own research. They say the the date of insolvency for Social Security is now 2029. That's a whole lot different than 2033. 
I mean, it's only four years. But still, that's a lot. And she says that we have less than eight years. But the great thing is she acknowledges, hey, we've got a problem first, and that's Medicare. It runs out in the next four years or, or sooner. And, and we know what they're going to most likely do. Well, we'll just take it from the social the trust fund. We'll, we'll put more of it into Medicare, which means Social Security will actually run out sooner. There will be less money. And it's fake money. But I want everybody to understand this. Because they say when Social Security, when the trust fund runs out, they're only going to be enough to pay, you know, 80, 70, whatever the number is, percent of, of what they're paying now. So in theory, in order to get back to even, everybody would have to get 20 to 30 percent less in their Social Security checks. That's kind of what they're saying. But I want you to know, there is no trust fund. It doesn't exist. It's fake. All that's happening now is the government's just going deeper into debt and pretending like there was this fund. There's no fund. There's no money in there. So when you fast forward to even 2025, let's just say the worst case scenario is right. Double hits it right on the head. We've got stagflation. The economy's not growing. Job growth comes to a halt. COLA payments go through the roof. All of a sudden, it's depleted in 2025. What happened? Well, all that happens really is the debt bucket we had now just get moves to another spot. It really doesn't impact a whole lot of anything. Except for the fact that the government can use it to tell you, see, you've either got to take less or we need to tax you more. I already told you at the beginning of this. We already don't collect enough. Already. Well, how are we paying for it? Because the trust fund is, that doesn't exist. There's no money there. Well, they just added to the debt. And so this great big ball of charades is just to trick all of you into, <laughs> oh, my God, we're going to have to raise the payroll tax, right? I mean, something to that Something like that is coming in the very near future. But I, I just thought, look at this exercise that the government is willing to go through. The mainstream media is willing to gaslight you all with it and go along with it. This big masquerade. Right? We never created the trust fund. We never put the money in there. They spent it so they could tell you that the tax cuts in the Reagan era didn't increase the debt that much. Of course, they did. By how much? Well, about, about $3 trillion. Right? About $3 trillion. And now, 
they're going to use it as a way to tell you that, hey, we got to raise taxes because look at the trust funds empty. Right? Whatever that is. Pick the, I don't care if it's 2025, 2029, 2033. Oh, the trust fund's empty. We got to collect more money. Pretty good story, isn't it? A trust fund that never actually existed. <laughs> That's already in 2020. Well, really, in 2020. It may, be, it may have been as early as 20. It was either 2018, 2019, or 2020. I forget which year. They actually already were running deficits. Isn't that great? How do you like them so far? A bunch of liars and crooks. Why you put some of your money here at Patriot? Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Gold is unchanged right now. 1814 dollars and change. 1814, $1,815. Uh, silver's up twenty-five cents. Uh, Twenty-four twenty right now. By the way, update U.S. Silver Eagles Type Two, and Type Two just means the new design. Uh, we will have more. We can book again now. They will be in not Labor Day, which is Monday, but the following Monday. And then they'll be on our way. That, that's when they get to the bullion bank. Then we'll get them. So we'll say about you know two and a half weeks out, uh, U.S. Silver Eagles. These are brand spanking new. These are the new design, $695 a roll. $695 a roll. And then on the gold side today, we got half ounce $10 Liberties. At a thousand forty-five, so two great prices there. Ten-dollar liberties at a thousand forty-five, and then the new Silver Eagles, the new design, the Type Two Silver Eagle, as they're referring to it at least this year. And I guess starting next year, just be the Silver Eagle again. Uh, Six hundred and ninety-five dollars a roll. That's twenty ounces, so you get twenty-one ounce coins. Uh, they come in their mint tubes and uh, all that other fancy stuff. 800-951-0592. Remember, tomorrow we'll get jobless claims, uh, which I think because of the hurricane, I don't you know, that may get a little weird. Uh, Louisiana probably won't report anything for a while. Did you hear they're saying power may be a month? Maybe a month. We'll have to keep our eyes on that. And then, of course, Friday's the big number, the, the government jobs number uh, that's coming out on Friday. Of course, ADP out today uh, with 376,000. Uh, they were hoping for 600,000, so a lot less than expected. And I expect that government number, uh, it is going to be significantly less uh, than it was last month. Remember last month they had almost a million uh, but a lot of that sand that was in that number is going to come back out on this number. Uh, and if you had averaged it, it would probably average. If I was to guess, if you averaged the two months out, we'd probably be near 600000 you know, which would, would, which would stand to reason. 800-951-0592. We'll also talk taper tomorrow. Why did Jay Powell back off? I mean, he had all of his Fed governors come out and talk about, oh, yeah, inflation, inflation, we need to taper, we're ready to taper, we're going to taper. 
And then Jay Powell came out with his Jackson Hole Zoom call and said, well, maybe we will, maybe we won't. I'm not sure. I don't know. When, I don't know when. I don't know how much. I don't know if it's ever going to end. And, oh, by the way, uh, we're never raising rates. And we'll have to see exactly. We're going to dive into that. And what does that really mean? I'll tell you what it means for, for all of you. They want the dollar to go lower. Period. They don't want you to store it. They don't want you to keep it in your bank account. They don't. They want it to devalue. Because even in his own admission, oh, yeah, well, inflation's been a lot harder, hotter than we thought. And remember, his speech was really weird. Well, you know, going back to the 50s and going back here, you know, uh, we don't want to act too soon. And, and really, they don't want to act at all. That's why you need to. Add into that portfolio. Listen, the billionaires are starting to squawk, which tells you all you need to know about what's coming. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless everybody. <laughs>